My daddy's gone on, my grandpa's gone on, my great-grandpa's gone on. But they still live. You know, the, the spray is still here. Well, they tell me of a home where no storm clouds rise. Tell me of a home far away. Hello and welcome everybody. You're listening to It Still Lives, the Foxfire podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Cami Ahrens. And I'm TJ Smith. And today, for the month of June, to celebrate planting, we are talking about planting by the signs, which is a long-standing tradition in Appalachia. And probably one of my favorite articles we've ever done. And it was in the second magazine. <laughs> <laughs> you can also find a reprint of that article in what is it foxfire one and foxfire then book one uh-huh. we reprinted it just a couple of issues ago in the current edition of the foxfire magazine so you can still get that i think we still have some available here and there so what is planting by the signs the signs of the zodiac and the signs of the moon so a lot of times people will just talk about the zodiac but there's a lot to be said for the moon as well which i think there's actually some scientific evidence to back up some of the practices of planting by the signs. A lot of biodynamic farmers now, uh, so, you know, biodynamic farming being sort of within that larger umbrella of sustainable agriculture, but a lot of biodynamic farmers utilize moon phases for planting because of the understanding of the moon's effect on water on the earth and Mm -hmm. how it draws water up and then allows it to recede. And so there's a lot of... um, a lot of information in that, that culture of planting uh, the biodynamic practices that utilize the moon phases. Yeah. So. Can we just back up for a second and maybe talk about biodynamic farming? I don't, just in case some of our listeners aren't familiar yeah, with it. Yeah, sure. So the, the crux of it is that you're, you're farming by creating a whole ecology rather than a monoculture or, um, you which know, is what industrial agriculture tends to focus on. Right? That's right. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, uh, aside from, you know, just planting vegetables, you're also making decisions about where you're planting your vegetables, its relationship to the overall ecosystem, um, making sure that you also give attention to planting, for instance, uh, native pollinator attractors, um, and, uh, just, really cultivating a, an entire ecosystem that includes not only flora, but also fauna, like you're pollinating insects and birds and butterflies, that sort of thing. So uh, it's a it's a more um, holistic and organic approach yeah. to, to agriculture that really mm-hmm. takes, in, takes into account the entire ecology. And it's definitely more in tune with nature and the landscape, which is what I think a lot of these traditional practices yes. are as well. So Absolutely. I think that's probably a key aspect that You know, even though, as we'll talk about, people are looking at typically a calendar, an almanac, it's still learning the rhythm of the earth and day and night and celestial cycles and all that. Well, I mean, you consider industrial agriculture has only been around for about 100 years. Mm -hmm. And a lot of what industrial agriculture does is it works against nature. And then you have the entire remaining, you know, however many hundreds of thousands of years of human growing practices that existed before industrial agriculture and those practices were oftentimes you know were working with nature not oftentimes they were so rather than working against nature biodynamic farming is going back to as is sustainable agriculture in general um, trying to go back to working with nature to improve and, 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 and grow the best crops yeah so let's get down to the nitty-gritty what sure. is planting by the science? Well, as we said, it's following the signs of the zodiac or the moon. So 
every sign of the zodiac corresponds with a body part. It also corresponds with a planet and with an element. So fire, earth, water, and air. And so those four different characteristics are all attributed to a day in the month. And so since there are 12 signs, it cycles through, every month cycles through those 12 signs. And some of those signs are fruitful, which are good planting days, and some of them aren't. Um, so you would essentially check your your calendar and see what sign of the zodiac it was on each day of the month and schedule your planting for a day that it was in a fruitful sign. And if you're somebody who picks up the farmer's almanac calendar every year, that, that information is generally mm -hmm. printed in the calendar. It tells you where the signs are located. And just to give you like a, a couple of examples, so we'll start with the head, which is Aries, and then uh, Taurus uh, represents the neck, Gemini represents the arms, uh, Leo the heart, uh, Cancer the breast, and so on. And you get down to Pisces is planting in the feet. Those um, assigned positions in the body give you input as to as to whether or not it's okay to plant certain things. So some things you want to plant when the signs are quote in the head. Uh, and like most, cabbage. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. Which kind of makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some of them are intuitive and some of them yeah. make absolutely no sense. Right. Right. Um, there, you know, if you plant certain things when the signs are in the bowels, like potatoes, they're they'll, just going to rot. Yeah. They'll rot out. Yep. So that's, that's the, that's sort of the guiding principle. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think in the article that the students wrote in 67, they said that there are 14 favorable days out of every 28. Right. So you basically, if you're following the signs or not, you have a 50% chance of getting it right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> flip a coin. We should point out, too, that a lot of the students' information, aside from interviewing the contacts, came from a publication uh, from uh, T.E. Black, um, which sort of printed this guide of the body. Um, and that was actually the students pulled um, a, a, a lithographic plate from the book. Kind of a cool visual to help you understand um, how it all works together. Right. Yeah. And it's, you know, as we see in, as we, and we'll hear in these in these interviews, a lot of people put a lot of faith in this. And that's mm -hmm. that is another aspect about this. So when people hear that you're dealing with something in the Zodiac, they may or attribute that to some sort of pagan belief. Mm -hmm. But in the case of our contacts and the people that we were interviewing, they took it from the book of Ecclesiastes. Mm -hmm. um, you know, to everything there is a season. Mm -hmm. And that was their basis for following this guide yeah. and planting. Yeah, and when the students conducted the interviews in the 60s, you know, they met with probably an equal number of people who believed in it or who didn't believe in it. But I think everybody that they talked to knew about it. Yes. And they knew somebody that planted by it. Yes. So I definitely think maybe in the 60s, you know, 50s, 60s, it's starting to fade out for obvious reasons that we see in other areas of um, culture and whatnot. But I definitely think that it was probably much more widespread um, in the 1800s. Right. Early 1900s. Well, too, and, and the fact that it was printed in 1967 mm -hmm. at a time when there, you know, there was this cultural shift happening in yeah. the in the broader popular culture of people wanting to get back to these kinds of beliefs and, and practices. It was a very popular article 
And then, of course, you know, book one, by the time it came out, uh, the Back to the Land movement and all that had really kicked into high gear. And this sort of information was seen as valuable by a certain population of folks that were, you know, doing communal living or, or doing homesteading and, and things we talk about today, yeah. with, uh, you know, a certain generation of folks. So, yeah, it's an important piece of knowledge to preserve. And whether you think it's worth you know, the trouble of learning the signs, or if you just think of it as folklore, again, and it, it is a really important piece of the culture up here to have this, you know, historic practice preserved. And, you know, I, I haven't found anything that backs up the science on the signs, but I, like we said, there's quite right. a bit of research done on the phases of the moon. And as you'll hear in some of these interviews, they talk about planting on the dark of the moon, which is a new moon. Right. And what they've done through research has shown that during the phase of the new moon, there's a swelling or pulling up of the water in the soil, right. which creates a more moist environment right. for plants to grow. So it, it's interesting that for thousands of years, people didn't have the science behind this, but they trusted in the celestial bodies and the relationships right. to the earth and were able to develop these skills and practices that do work. And I want to say too, you know, when we talk about planning about the signs we're talking about a folk belief some people call those superstitions but I, you know i think that's suggests something being backwards or silly and this is not backwards or silly folk groups do not hold on to things that do not have value and so the fact that this practice was carried forward for so long mm -hmm. especially you know pre-industrial agriculture uh, where, where you have science really kicking in to help with everything from you know fertilizers to chemical pesticides and etc folk groups found value in the practice of planting by phases of the moon and planting by the signs. And had they not found value in that, they would not have followed those practices. Yeah, that's a great point to make. Absolutely. Uh, so there's a, uh, and, and two planting by the signs is really interesting in that it skirts the line between the two types of folk belief, which are empirical and magical. I think it's got a little bit of both. Yeah, um, I do. I agree. <laughs> so, uh, but certainly with the empirical beliefs, again, it's something that people have observed uh, to work for them. And so that's part of the reason why they carry it forward. My question to you and to the audience, anyone who's listening, if you know about this, where does this come from? I mean, can we trace this back to things come back from the Native Americans or the Scots-Irish? Or is there a particular folk group? I, Can I trace this to another region or is it endemic to this region? I don't know that it's endemic to this region. I don't believe that. Um, okay. Now, and, and I, this is just speaking from my own understanding of folk culture and, and, th and things like this. But this feels like a practice that's probably been practiced by a number of different cultures all yeah. over the world. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, yeah, it's, so it's, you know, whether or not there's an er form of this practice mm -hmm. that dates back to the Druids or the Egyptians or the Aztecs or whomever, I couldn't say. Um, but certainly um, it feels like something that's been carried forward for a very long time. And not necessarily the Zodiac, but certainly by following the stars yeah, yeah, definitely. and certainly moon phases and things like that. Um, that feels yeah. like a very old practice. My guess is it's probably, like I said, a, a very old practice tied <coughs> to celestial movement. And then it's it becomes integrated with the beliefs of early medicine, which is where I think you see the association between the elements, the planets and the body parts. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's my guess, but yeah. yeah. No, I think, so. I think that's a, that's a good educated guess on this. If anyone has any information about 
planting by the signs or doing anything by the signs outside of America and other cultures across the world, please let us know. I think we'd be really interested in learning about that. I want to point out too that uh, Darby Weaver, who was a, a local grower here, she she and her husband have since moved up to uh, Vermont, but they had a farm here at Timson Creek, which is a farm we work with a lot. Uh, when she was managing that farm, you know, she did the, the she practiced planting by moon phases and actually did a class here uh, with some folks about that. Yeah. Um, as part of her, and she was a biodynamic farmer, so. Uh, it was really neat having Darby here. Uh, she came and spoke about, you know, what this looks like in modern times. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool to see some of these practices carried forward Yeah, and to see how, how they actually work. So um, anyway, without further ado, we have five clips from our archive today. Um, they are from the 1960s and 1970s, so all pretty early. Um, we've got a longer clip that we'll start with from Margaret and Richard Norton. Um, they are a little bit difficult to hear at times, so if you have trouble hearing them, I recommend that you go over to our blog and read the transcript um, because they definitely have some interesting insight to share mm -hmm. more about why people do it and why it should be carried forward. And then following that is Andy and Bashy Webb. And then after that is Jean Eller, Annie Perry, and Harriet Eccles. So some of these folks we featured on earlier podcasts. I know Harriet um, featured pretty prominently in our gardening podcast. So we brought her back to share just a little bit more about the signs. You know, Margaret and I had a big time one, one afternoon talking about, uh, you know, planting by the signs and everything. Mm -hmm. And I asked her if you did it. I don't remember. Did, did you yes, do it? Yes, he does. He, he always asks me if it's a good time to plant. Does it work for you? Yeah, I, I like it, Dad. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes I think it does, and sometimes I think we miss it. <laughs> you know that T.E. Black says it, that just a couple of hours can make it. Yeah, that's what it says. It's the truth, too. It works for me. Yeah. Well, I think the ones that don't, don't, they just, if they once was to get started at it, they wouldn't, they wouldn't change for nothing. But they just uh, have grown up that way, and you know it's hard to change when you, yeah. when you've done a certain thing all your life. They won't even try it though. No. Why, why? I wonder why that is. I don't, know, don't even... I don't know why they won't try. If they're to fail with something several times, they perhaps would try then, because that's one thing made me start trying to start uh, started. Because I, my cucumbers failed, I planted them. They just bloomed and bloomed and bloomed and never even took them. And I planted them in an unfruitful soil. Yeah. When I found out. But you didn't plant them out there as I got this morning that way, but I got some that long. Well, I know they must have been planted out there. Right. No, the right time, dude. I built the pasture full up there and then carried all I could tote to the house in the basket. And well, the was time passed by together, and that's what it was. I'd been busy with corn and beans and yeah. different things like that, and I hadn't had a chance to get a cucumbers. So we plant uh, our potatoes by the signs, too. I mean, a certain sign you can plant our potatoes on and they'll do as good again. I know that in corn. I'm more, well, I'm just you go down to the rock house and, with me and I'll let you dig a hill. Yeah. And they're rotten. Just, just as rotten as they can be. You mean the roots of the corn? The, the potatoes. Oh, the potatoes. Yes, the potato itself that is planted in the signs is wrong. We had one the clog planted? Yes. 
And he doesn't he doesn't believe in the signs? Well, not too much, I don't think. <clears throat> he gets a hold of some calendar that is right and goes by because yeah. he never asks anybody, you know, if it's a good time to plan or anything. He just goes ahead and does it. So the potatoes aren't good? <laughs> no, they're, you can, they're rotten. The, the ones over in the garden, the grabbing potatoes. Now, I don't know about the patch. We haven't had any yet, the patch. He just... Why? Claude won't ask you then. Mm -mm. No, no, he just goes on and plants whenever he... That's why, because of the sign he was born. What did you say about him being? Uh, Taurus the book. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> where he pleases. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of people that'll hit it sometimes, you know. Anyhow. Naturally, once in a while you'd hit it, even though because there's 14 good planting days in, in, in every month. Yeah. So you'd hit it sooner or later, uh -huh. just, just yeah. by chance. Yes. Yeah. Well, what about you know, one one of the reasons that we that we got the magazine going is because young people and all that sort of thing aren't you know they aren't following this stuff <laughs> and they you know none of the young people are anything no. and most of the ones I talk to that I have classes with and stuff don't even believe it you know and and a lot of times they're I mean they, they don't even know what to do mm -hmm. they don't even know what the signs are they yeah. don't understand what you mean no they don't know what you're talking about yeah well why why is that even the young people whose parents do it sometimes don't even bother? Well, they perhaps just go on about something else and they never get their parents in the future no, no, things like that. And maybe the parents don't say anything to them or don't say this is the right day to plant, let's go and plant, something like that. Well, yes, they, they just depend on their parents keeping up. Well, yeah, that's you why. know, the young and generation don't work like we had to, Elliot, when we was growing up. Yeah. And then another thing, now, you just take like killing hogs. There's certain time kill hogs, too. It's, uh, you kill a hog on near the moon and hit it, it'll just, uh, you put a, slice that and put it in the pan, it'll just bore up just like that, and you can't fry the grease out of it hardly. And then you kill it at the right time on the moon, and, and you don't want to ever kill it on the new moon. You do that's the way it'll do. You get bacon in the store sometimes now that you can't it won't fry. Just slice bacon. Yeah, I've seen stuff like that and just bunches all up, mm. just gets all curly like yeah. this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's killed on a long time the moon. You and the the grease you can't hardly fry the grease out of it. It won't I don't know why it is, but Yeah, that's that's one thing I've been trying to get. You know, why does it work? I don't understand why, you know. Well, it must have been in the plan when the world was made because, you know, in Ecclesiastes it says there's a time for everything, a time to be born and a time to die, time to plant and a time to harvest. Yeah. So uh, that's God's book, you know, he says. So that's... that's and that's got to be the reason. Yes, that's the reason. Mm -hmm. That's the reason. Instead of fighting it, I guess you just accept it. Yes. You just say that's the way it works. Uh -huh. you know, that's what you do. Well, the first thing I thought I'd ask you about is we're trying to get information for this next issue on how you plant by the signs, you know. And I just, if you, uh, I thought if you would, maybe you could just tell us how you do it and maybe why you do it, you know, and, and how, what things you do by the signs. What kind of things do you do by the signs, for example? In the dark in March. Uh, what happens when you don't plant them on that? But they don't do so good about it. Blight? Yeah. What else? Uh, and you you planted your corn by the signs, too, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, 
When do you plant corn? Yeah. He uh, said, when do you plant corn? Well, it's owing to the season. Yeah. I usually do my planting about the first of May. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you plant by the signs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, well, what you can do other things besides plant by the signs, too, can't mm -hmm. you? What other yeah. things work that way? Well, yeah. I always plant my cooking. You can plant yeah, on beans. The 10th of May. Uh-huh. And I always have cucumbers. And then right. I can plant any time after you plant and have fresh cucumbers. Oh, yeah. What, uh, what, what other kinds of things can you do besides planting? Do, do people cut wood and uh, that sort of thing by the signs, too? Mm -hmm. uh, can you tell us any other things you do by the signs? Uh, like, uh, he said, could you tell him anything else you could do with the signs? Well, no, I can't. Yeah. Uh, some people said something about uh, you know, like, uh, digging holes. Sometimes if you dig a hole on the, on the wrong sign, uh, you won't have enough dirt to fill it back up. You know, that kind of thing. I was wondering if you knew anything about that. No, I don't know uh, anything about that. You just, you just do your planning by that. I did I heard that uh, you believe in planting by the signs, don't you? Yes, ma'am. What about cooking by the signs? Well, I, it, it, you can make jelly on the, <laughs> the moon and then have jelly heap quicker you will on the full of the moon. Now, more now you'll have jelly when? Quicker. You, your, your, food, your juice will gel quicker, make it on the near the moon than it will on the big moon. Well. <laughs> it will. My grandmother used to take wood ashes and make soap. Pour the water down in the ashes and let them drain mm -hmm. on down by the littles. And she'd always make her soap when the moon was near. That's when you just see it barely in the west. Well. <laughs> Do you have anything else that you cook by the signs? Just your jelly. Well. What about yeah. canning beans and? Well, I die just can the beans when I have them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I got the beans, I can. And then, whenever we kill hogs, I always try to kill them on the decrease of the moon. When it's decreasing, after the moon falls in the quarter, then kill them. The moon is decreasing, and then your meat won't puff up and be big old thick pieces, and your will be easier, and the grease will be easier cooked out of your fat. Muscadine jelly is about the easiest made, I believe, of anything. It don't take but a little while to cook it. Well, it don't frost grapes either. It don't take much longer for frost grapes. But I don't know, I didn't, might not have been the right time of the moon when I made mine this time. They say that a certain time of the moon they makes best. So I never do know what time that is. Which is the best time, I just make it when I get ready. Oh. Do you plant your garden by the signs or? Cook by the well, yeah, sometimes I try to when I can. Uh, say on 
dark nights for this time planning, Sonny. Yeah. In the nighttime? No, no, this is when not. the moon's not now. It's just oh. when the moon, you know. The moon's when not the moon don't shine. Yeah. And when it's on light nights and the moon shines, just say that's not a good time to plant. Funny thing, then it grows. If it's plant corn on the light of the moon, it say it just grows away up yonder. Like we must do that though, cause iron grows high. <laughs> we try not to though, but it seemed like it grew for the last two, three years. It grew off awful high. Do you cook by the signs? You know, you said that. No, you don't. Make kraut this day on the dark of the moon, a certain time of the moon, make kraut. But I never could tell much about that. And they planted the second crop of Irish potatoes in July and had fresh potatoes for fall use and then to store for winter. Was there a certain sign that you planted them on? Yes, there is. And, and that is on the view of the moon. It's dark nights. It's dark nights where you plant your potatoes. And they, they go by the zodiac signs. Mm -hmm. And when you plant your cabbage, now when the sign's in the head. And uh, I don't remember now, the dark nights is for onions and potatoes. And then the other, the new, new moon, I believe, is for corn, where it won't grow so tall. If you plant it on the full moon, you see it goes way up. And, uh, when you set your plants, your, uh, sow your plants at different signs, and when you plant your beans, the best time is from to plant them in the arms. To have a lot of beans, and then when uh, when you set out your plants, start from the signs in the thighs and go down, and you have good luck for setting out your plants. That's the old time rule now, and we, we still go by it. Of course, I'm old time myself, you know. <laughs> when you get to be as old as I am, that's quite being old timer. But my parents went by this, and I find all these old mountain people go by the zodiac signs. And when the sign is in the, in the balance, never plant because you're seeing rock. That goes also through the heart, too, yeah. doesn't it? Well, we hope you enjoyed listening to these excerpts from our archive and that you are interested in planting by the signs and that you have the opportunity to pick up a copy of Foxfire 1 to read the full article. It's definitely it's definitely worth a look. Yeah, and also just uh, point you to, to our website, uh, to our blog, where we've posted, I think, three gardening videos now. Yeah. Um, and uh, we'll, you know, I don't know what, what's in store for me next on that. I've been trying to rack my brain as to what, what I may do next. But uh, for right now, there's uh, some good starter videos. If you're plant starting your own garden or already in the process of gardening and want some other perspectives on, on approaches, then that information is there for you. Yeah. Also a reminder that we've launched a Patreon platform and I bring this up because if you join Patreon and are a monthly subscriber, 
we are offering digital copies of back issues of the magazine. We uh, made the first Patreon magazine, the 1967 issue that has the original Planting by the Science article as well as the Planting by the Science cover. And that's available for patrons who sustain at $10 or $15 per month. Definitely head over and check that out. And if uh, that's something that you're not interested in, then just please continue to support us on Instagram, Facebook, and continue to download the podcast and send us feedback. We appreciate you all listening and sticking with us through this difficult time and um, hope you're all doing well, staying safe and have the opportunity to get outside and enjoy some, some of the nice weather that's coming our way. Yes. And uh, maybe we'll even see here at Foxfire as we start making preparations to, to reopen our, our doors. Yeah. So stay tuned and stay well. Thank you. Bye. If you don't like that, you can throw it away. I like it. Yeah. <laughs>